Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, where I come to each and every week from my studio in Dallas, Texas. Billy has removed my mic and changed up the studio a little bit because he thinks the studio looked dull, so he's changed it up, and I like what he did. You can see the new look if you just type in Matt Monero on YouTube or go to mattmonero.com and hit uh, podcast. You'll be able to see the new look. I'm a huge fan of quotes. I don't know why quotes since early age for me, has have always resonated with me. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I can visualize, I can get emotion connected from really good quotes. So on today's podcast, I'm going to give you some of my favorite quotes that have ever been given to me and how they actually ended up playing out in my life. So we're going to call this one, I, we were thinking about maybe calling this one Moneroisms, But the reality is they're not all mine. Some of these were actually told to me or I read them, and this is how they played out in my life. So these are really the best nuggets, the best inside quotes I've ever been given that have stuck with me forever. So I'm going to go through these with you real quick. No specific order. They're not chronological to my life, but they are, when I was doing my notes for the show today, how they just sort of flowed through me. So... The first one comes from my school, my college that I went to, the great Johnson & Wales College, which then became Johnson & Wales University. It's where I went to be a chef. And it wasn't much of a college. I mean, let's be straight about it. I mean, it's the only school I got into. It's the only school I applied to. My mom had to cash in a favor because she knew a guy in the admissions office that she used to work with, and he actually got me in. Um but yet there was one professor, this guy, Professor Camp, and I really liked this guy because Professor Camp worked in the real world, the culinary world, the hotel restaurant management world, and he taught too. So he was real sort of flashy and a handsome dude, and I just looked to me like he was a real life guy. And I'll never forget a quote that he told us, stuck with me to this day, where he said one day at the class, he said, I want to work with people who achieve. And he says, so I want you to remember this. If you end up being the general manager of a Dunkin' Donuts in Bayonne, New Jersey, I want you to lose my phone number. But he says, if you end up being the general manager of the Grand Hyatt in Maui, keep my phone number. And that quote, that that storyline really resonated with me. He All he had to do was say that, and I instantaneously knew what he meant, that achievement mattered. Now, look, I'm not bashing the general manager at the Dunkin' Donuts. There's a Dunkin' Donuts in my town, and I go to it almost every day, and I love the general manager of the guy, but it ain't for me. I knew that when Professor Camp told me that, that I had to begin to understand that what you did for a career and the status you achieve in your career actually matters. And so the quote was, if you're the general manager of a Dunkin' Donuts in Bayonne, New Jersey, lose my phone number. And if you're the general manager of the Grand Hyatt in Maui, keep my phone number. Now you guys take your own interpretation of that and what you want to do with that. I guarantee you some people are going to be like, oh, what are you bashing on people at Dunkin' Donuts? All right. No, I like the guy at Dunkin' Donuts, but it ain't for me. And I don't think it should be for you either. That's my first quote. The best nugget I ever got came from Professor Camp. Another amazing nugget I got was from my old man. 
Oddly enough, yes, I did learn something from my old man. And my old man told me one time, he said, it's perfectly fine to do a deal with the devil as long as you know you're doing a deal with the devil. That one always stuck with me in business because there have been a lot of times where I've done business with people that I didn't like or that I didn't even trust, but that didn't necessarily prevent me from doing business with them. Because my old man's quote, it's perfectly fine to do a deal with the devil as long as you know you're doing a deal with the devil, stuck with me. And I just had to do a little more research. I had to maybe dot the I's and cross the T's. I had to little, I had to double check, do a little more background check. I had to protect my ass a little bit more if I was doing business with that person. But it didn't stop me from doing business with that person. It just forced me to do a little bit more R&D, a little more research and development, a little more protectionism. But because of that quote from my old man, I said, listen, if I'm good, if I protect myself, I can still do some shady stuff. And that has worked out for me so many times. I'll tell you a perfect story. I've had this storyline happen to me a bunch. But early in my career, I was doing business with a guy in South Dallas who manufactured trailers to haul autos, car trailers. And I went down to visit him one day because we were towards the end of a deal. The deal was going bad. In other words, the customer had to have the equipment. We hadn't funded the equipment yet. The customer was going crazy. This dealer in South Dallas was going crazy because he needed to get paid for it. And I drove down there on a late Friday afternoon and I wrote a personal check to the guy. I funded the deal out of my own personal pocket. It was like $45,000 at that time. It was a number of years ago. And it was a lot of the money that I had in my account. Like it pretty much was all I had. And um, I knew that that would fix the problem short term. We had to come back in our office and sell the loan for me to get the forty-five grand back. But that's what we did, and I would figure my way around that. But I funded the deal out of my own pocket, and the deal went perfectly. The guy went ahead and sent us the title. The customer drove away with the trailer. Everything was fine. No problem. We sold the loan. I got my 45000 back. Everybody was good. And about two weeks later, that dealer got um, raided by the DEA for drug enforcement um, stuff. He was selling drugs out of that dealership. And they um, locked down all of his assets. They secured the building. They took all the equipment, all the trailers that were manufactured. Everything was done uh, and secured and seized. And it turned out that he had been screwing people for years. He'd been taking their money, taking their $45,000 and never delivering the equipment, never finalizing the title, never perfecting the lien. He was just stealing people's money and never building the equipment. But somehow, he didn't do it to me. I wasn't the one that got screwed. All the other people got screwed. In fact, he did for me everything that he was supposed to do. Maybe because I knew, I sensed something wasn't right with this guy, that I was maybe doing a deal with the devil. But because of that quote, it's okay to do a deal with the devil as long as you know you're doing a deal with the devil. I I did my due diligence. I dotted my I's. I crossed my T's. And we were protected on it. 
just an interesting story. I have so many stories like that where I ended up doing business with people who screwed everybody else, but they didn't screw me. Now, I got some that I did business and I did get screwed. And one day I'll tell you the worst one of them all where one of my closest friends screwed me out of 25 Gs. But that's for another day. Let me keep going on the best nuggets that I've ever gotten. This one came from Papa John. And Papa John, I've mentioned him before, owned um, grocery stores. And Papa John was also the same guy that told me, only one hand works the register, right? And guess what? He was the only guy that worked the cash register for 50 years. But Papa John once told me something. I'll never forget it because it actually came true. I said, I was real young in my career. And I said, how do you know when you, like, when you make it? How do you know when you get enough? He's like, you won't know. He said, one day you'll wake up and you'll say, holy shit, I got some money. He's like, you won't know when that happens. You won't know it. He just says, one day you'll be so far on the other side of your money that you'll wake up and say, man, I got money. And that's exactly what happened to me one day. One day after all this grinding and pushing and scratching and kicking in the marketplace and chopping wood and blocking and tackling day after day after day for a long time for me, one day I was like, holy shit, I got some money now. And I remember when Papa John told me that and he said, he said, one day, you're not going to know when it happens. Just one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be in really good shape financially. And that's what happened. So that was a great one from Papa John. Another one came from my buddy, Bobby Whitfield. Bobby Whitfield was that trucker in Greenville, Texas, who when I was really down on my luck, I'd give Bobby a call and I'd say, man, I, I'm out of business, man. I can't do it anymore. I'm going to go work for a bank. And Bobby would say, you're my finance guy. You're not going anywhere. I'm going to buy a truck. You're going to finance it. You're going to make it. And I remember being Bobby, being in his office in Greenville, Texas, a little country town. It's grown quite a bit since I was there all those years ago. And it was real slow. It was quiet. And Bobby said to his small staff, he said, I want everybody getting on the damn phone. Just start making shit up. I just want that phone to start ringing. Just start calling people and making shit up to get the phones ringing. That's what we're going to do today. And I still do that today. If things are slow in my office, I'll say to people, get on the phones and just start making shit up. Miss Jones, we got unbelievable specials going on right now. You just need to call me back and hear about them. Just get on the phone and start creating a sale, create energy, create movement, move things along just to get the phones ringing. And I challenge you in your office, man, if you're slow, the first thing you need to tell your staff is get on the phones and just start making shit up to get the phones ringing. That one's stuck with me forever. Another one that I loved from one of my old bosses, he used to say, and I say this every day in my office to my newer guys, not all business is good business. You need to understand that when you're looking at your customers and you're looking at your deal flow or you're looking at where your business comes from, you need to understand that just because it's business doesn't mean it's good business. Just because you can make money on it doesn't mean you should be making money on it. And I challenge you in that regard to really go deep and try to figure out what is your ideal customer? What is the perfect customer that your company should be doing business with? In our company of financing trucks and equipment, our ideal customer is what we call a 557. Five years in business, five units in their fleet, and a 700 credit score of the owners. The 557 rule. 
If it ain't a five, five, seven, we shouldn't be doing it. And what happens is invariably my sales guys will bring me a deal and I'll be like, well, how's it compared to a five, five, seven? And they're like, well, it's a zero, zero, six fifty, meaning no time in business, no units in the fleet. And the guy's got a six fifty credit score. And I'm like, well, how's that our ideal customer? And it reminds me of my old boss who would say, not all business is good business. And then I tell my guys, not all business is good business. Just because you can do business with that customer doesn't mean you should do business with that customer. And here's one of my faves as we close today. I got so many of these. If you guys like this, comment and hit me up and tell me that you want more of these. Man, I got pages of these. But just for today, one more. Stop trying to turn chicken shit into chicken salad. The guy's name was Doug Lewis, an old sales guy of mine, and he used to say that all the time. He would say, you can't turn chicken shit into chicken salad. It's so true, man. If that deal is starting bad, if it looks like chicken shit, and you think you're going to turn it into a delicious sandwich, chicken salad sandwich, you're wrong. How the deal starts is very often how the deal finishes. Remember, you can't turn chicken shit into chicken salad. I love that quote. So look, these are just a few of the ones. I want to get them out to you. I thought it'd make for a very interesting episode because it flowed right through me. These are things that I've heard along the way, quotes that have always resonated with me. I've always been a quote guy, a story guy. I love to hear a quote that follows up with a story. And these are some of the best nuggets I got. So that's today's episode of You Need More Money. I don't know how it helps you make more money, but it sure as hell should entertain you and maybe give you some real business lessons to take away. I'm Matt Maneri, your host. This is Business Finishing School Week. I'm so fired up for Business Finishing School, our event, September 28th, 29th, and 30th, right here in Dallas, Texas. This is end of September event is going to be over by the end of this weekend. The next one we're going to do is in February. I'd love to see you there. Do me a favor, comment on this one, share it, like it, subscribe. You know what to do. And don't forget to go to Amazon and buy the book, You Need More Money. I'll see you all down the road. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.